Hello, everybody. This is your host, author Sophia Nelson, and welcome back to the Be the One You Need podcast. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus. I'm working on the book in real time, which will hit stores in March of 2022. And uh, I have to have the manuscript in by the end of summer. And uh, I'm making sure that I'm spending the time. I'm really enjoying writing this book. I'm also reading a wonderful book, What Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. And I highly, highly can't recommend enough that if you're dealing with trying to heal from your past, if you're trying to practice better self-care, if you're trying to understand things about yourself that don't add up, that don't make sense, you want to know what's wrong with you, I want to challenge you to ask yourself a different question, and that is what happened to you. All of us has something that has happened to us, all of us, whether it's good, bad, uh, horrible, ugly, um, life-altering, whatever it is, you've got to face it, and you can't fix it until you face it. I wanted to talk with you today about uh, The Me You Can't See, which is a new series on Apple by Oprah and Prince Harry. They've uh, gotten together to do what I think is some powerful life healing work. And I want to start with, uh, again, uh, a thought, which is, I know for me, I learned to adapt in order to survive my very toxic childhood. I learned to adapt in order to survive my very toxic family. It's not easy to, particularly when your family is still living, uh, when your parents are still alive, your grandparents, your siblings, etc., to call a thing a thing. And at some point, and this happened to me in the last two years, particularly when I got sick with COVID in 2020, that I started realizing that I had not been taking care of me, that I had literally been killing me, destroying parts of me, breaking off parts of me, and doing mental gymnastics, emotional gymnastics of an epic proportion to tolerate my family's very unhealthy, very toxic ways. Um... They're victims too, uh, and I understand that. So I tried to save, fix, intervene, even get us counseling. Um, I was trying to save my family from itself in order to keep my own sanity. And at some point I realized that it wasn't my job, that I don't have to do that anymore. It's not my responsibility. That responsibility to heal and help us, particularly those of us uh, when we're children, fall squarely on the shoulder of our parents. It's not our job to try to save people and fix things that we didn't break. And when you finally give yourself permission to free yourself, give yourself permission to breathe fully, to speak clearly, and to take up the mental, emotional, and physical space you need to heal, to take care of yourself, to honor yourself, man, what a day that is. I am so tired and so exhausted and so emotionally drained by my family's bullshit. I'm going to say it. And I brought up Prince Harry because Prince Harry is right there with me and millions of you are right there. And let me tell you, as I've watched the press bash Prince Harry and attack him for speaking his truth, he was a little boy who lost his mother in a tragic way. His mother, the most admired, most sought after, 
most notable and uh, person who was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me. When you're renowned, but everybody knows who you are. Most noticed. His mother was that person on earth. She was a hunted being. Uh, Diana, the goddess of the hunter goddess, right? She was hunted. And Harry is in his 30s. He is a husband and a father, almost about to be a dad again of a little girl. And good for him. Good for Prince Harry for doing the work. Good for Prince Harry for calling it out. Good for Prince Harry for telling everybody, you know what? I'm not keeping your secrets. I'm not going to go along to get along. I'm no longer willing. I'm going to be the one to break the curse. I'm going to be the one to give my kids something better. I'm going to be the one to make my marriage work and last until death do us part. Good for him and good for Megan. And to hell with the British press. To hell with all of you attacking him on Twitter. To hell with everybody who's got so much to say. When you didn't walk in that little boy's shoes. That little boy was 12 when he was forced to walk behind his mother's coffin. Doing that as a grown adult would be hard because you love your mom, you love your parents, you love your loved one. Uh, To do that when you're grieving is hard, but to do that at that age and to do that and not be expected to cry, to, to have a stiff upper lip, wow. And I get this now because I'm reading this book, What Happened to You. And and again, Oprah, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for existing. Thank you for all the work you've done for the last 35 years to bring attention to sexual abuse, child abuse, domestic violence, trauma, injury, hurt, and harm. Because there was a time, and I'm old enough to remember this, when we didn't talk about it and we weren't allowed. And I've lived that. And I know as I sit here as a 53-year-old woman that I am damaged. And I don't like admitting that because that's not even in my DNA to, to cop to something like that. But I am where I am in part because I made some unhealthy choices because there was so much trauma. And I'm just understanding it because I thought it was normal. And I want you to know today that it's not normal for you to be abused. It's not normal for you to be run out your house. It's not normal for you to be cursed at, to be violated, to have rage and anger, to be running out in your pajamas, to hear the key turning in the door and to just be terrified of what's coming next. That's not normal. It's not okay. And it's not what any child should experience ever. And unfortunately for me and my sibling, we experienced it all the time. And then you smile and you get up and you act like nothing happens and you go to church and you repeat the whole sick cycle over again. And then you become a young adult then you become an adult and now you're dating and now you're getting married and now you're having children. I didn't get married and have children and it is a direct result, direct result of the trauma I experienced. And I finally had to free myself and give myself permission that there is nothing wrong with me. It's what happened to me that I couldn't pull it together enough or that I didn't know how to get rid of toxic relationships or I didn't know how to not pick wounded birds for men and 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 I didn't know how to pick people who actually liked me and who wanted to be with me and who wanted to honor me and 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 I kept trying to be good enough and love enough and kind enough and just put up with enough because that's what I saw I saw that you put up with the unthinkable, you overlook it, and you just keep loving. No, that's wrong. So I really wanted to stop by on this self-care Sunday and um, say happy 
start of summer. Uh, we'll be having some great guests. We're setting them up. Uh, I've been on hiatus because I had to get through finals and exams with the kids and get them graduated and off to their new life. Congratulations to our class of 2021 graduates from Christopher Newport University. I'm honored to teach there. I, I love my my colleagues and, and our president and our faculty and our staff. It's amazing. And I'm blessed. But I am truly changing and I'm turning over a new leaf and I just, I'm hurt because I wish I had figured this out 20 years ago because I know I would have a different life and I know I'd have the life that I really wanted. Uh, I have parts of that life. I've said that before and it's I'm not dead, so it's not over, but there are things that I will not have and I've had to try to work through that and make peace with that because it's painful because the little girl inside of me still wants a happy home. The little girl inside of me still wants love. The little girl inside of me still wants to be a great mom and a great wife and do all the things that I promised myself when I would be in my room crying or terrified at the terror that was going on, the raging. And I would tell myself, I'm never going to have this life. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. My kids will never experience this. To my nieces, Alexandra and Michaela, I'm so sorry. I've said this to you privately. I've written it to you. I've said it in videos. I am so sorry that you didn't get better. I'm so sorry that your parents got divorced. I'm so sorry that there's all this brokenness and all this anger and all this hurt and all this disconnection and that you're so unhappy and hurt with uh, what uh, you got. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. And I want you to hear me say that. And you're going to be great. You're young, beautiful women. You have the rest of your life. Man, I wish when I was your age, I had books like The Woman Code. I had people like Oprah. I had things that I could turn to that could have helped me to heal myself and do the work then so that I could have been that real Sophia that resides in me, the one that I'm discovering in my 50s. Um, she's been buried for a really long time, and I'm glad to see her again, but understand that uh, you should never confuse who you had to become with who you actually are. Never confuse those two, uh, the you that got buried, the you that nobody sees with with the person that uh, the world does see. And I just want to say to you that being the one you need is really you hearkening back to your childhood, your youth, your younger life, your younger self, and trying to heal that pain that you didn't put there. It's not easy, but you can do it. And it starts with something just as simple as self-care and setting boundaries and having the courage to cut off and get rid of relationships and things that no longer honor you, that make you feel bad about yourself. I have had to learn to break some very unhealthy patterns. It's me talking about me, the continuing to, to be kind to people who treat me like shit, continuing to feel responsible for people that don't feel responsible for me, continuing to, to be there for people who are never there for me people who are unkind and, and feeling like I still have to show up because that's what I saw. And that's not okay. And it's not right. And it's not normal. And thank God, I no longer feel that I have to do it. I don't owe anybody anything. I owe myself. I owe myself some peace, some quiet, some happiness, some joy, some love. And so do you. 
And you do not have to feel guilty about it. It does not mean you're a bad wife, a bad mother, a bad friend, a bad daughter, a bad sister, a bad boss. Because you honor you. Because you set boundaries. Because you tell your story. Because you no longer want to go along to get along as they want Prince Harry to do. And then they threaten him and they bully him. That's crap. I get a lot of bullies in my family. I should name them. Because some of them are really bad people. And they've been very hurtful and they've been wicked and they've badmouthed and they've lied and they've trashed because I'm out of control. This very podcast is the stuff that pisses them off because I'm always running my mouth. I'm always trying to expose them. That's how they see it. They don't see the wicked viciousness that they did. They don't see how hurtful they've been. And they think I should take it and I should shut up about it because everybody else has done that. And everybody else is going along and getting along. No, no, no. You're a bunch of alcoholics. You're a bunch of dysfunctional, uh, divorced, remarried, divorced again, remarried again, kid over here, kid over there. Yeah, I'm just in a place where I'm going to call a thing a thing, as Ayanla says. I'm over it. I'm no longer willing to do it because it has made me suicidal. It has made me depressed. It has made me sad. Yes, me. Sophia Nelson, that one that you see on TV, that one that writes the award-winning books, that one that always looks great and put together and it's done so many great things, that one, yes, her. She basically died a long time ago and she's trying to come back to life and she's trying to be healthy and she's trying to be whole because she let people define her, she let people put her in boxes and exactly what Prince Harry's saying I've lived it the only part I haven't lived two parts my mother thank God didn't die when I was young because I don't know what I would have done and two I didn't grow up in the most famous family in the world the most famous dysfunctional family in the world I should say we've all got dysfunctional families I'm not throwing shade at the queen. I adore Queen Elizabeth. I read books about her. I think she's one of the most amazing women ever to live. And I think history will say that. I think she is a product of her time. And she did the best with what she had at the time. I imagine if we could sit and talk to Queen Elizabeth II and have some tea with her, she'd say, I got regrets. I should have done stuff different. I should have let my sister Margaret marry the guy she loved. I should have stood my ground. I should have let my husband have his career. I should have hugged my kids more, kissed my kids more. Whatever it is she would say, I promise you, she's got regrets because all human beings do. But the key is what we do with those that come after us. And I don't want my nieces. I didn't get blessed with children. And I'm going to keep saying it because I have to say it because it hurts. Because I wanted them so much. And I want my nieces, when they're my age, to be happily married women with great careers, with great children, with loving husbands, uh, with whatever repair they need to do with with their dad and their mom and whoever else. I just want them to be happy and at peace. I don't want them feeling the way I do at this stage of life and having to try to figure it out and do the work in the middle of the game. Uh, It's not easy. But I wanted to get on today and encourage you not to quit and don't be silenced. That is the big word today. Don't be silent. Speak your truth. Tell the truth. 
and let the haters and the people that revile you and the people that bully you and the people that do all kind of unthinkable to you, get rid of those people. Go where the love is, baby, because that's where it's at. Because there is somebody who will love you. There are people who will appreciate you. There are people who will embrace you, kiss you, and be so grateful for you. Find those people. The law of attraction. I talk about it on the Unlock Your Life podcast in code uh, number 11, uh, which is up today. Uh, Choose your thoughts and words wisely because they really determine your life. Choose your thoughts. Choose your words because you attract what you speak. The power of life and death is in your words. So speak words that free you. Prince Harry is freeing himself. It may cost him a relationship with the firm. It may cost him a relationship with his father in the short term, with his brother in the short term, but he's built his own family. I wish I had done that. I wish I had had the courage that actually I see my two young nieces exhibiting. They're not making some of the best choices that I'd like them to, but they're at least forging their way and they at least have the courage to to say what they don't like, stand up for it. I wish I had been that brave at 18 and at 23. I wasn't. Different time, different place. Uh, I've been a loner most of my life, which is ironic because I'm so extroverted in the one sense and so people connected on the other sense and I'm an extra, extra uh, public person and yet I'm a loner and I'm lonely. And I'm just giving it to you straight because I need to get it up and out. I've gated my heart more than I've guarded it. I didn't understand how much trauma that I've been through. And trauma upon trauma upon trauma upon trauma creates a very unhealthy, very unhappy life. And so you've got to have the courage to look at yourself one day and say, there's got to be more than this. And there is. And I'll wrap by saying that my neighbors who were close to uh, our neighbor Paul, his oldest brother, died suddenly the other day. Got a phone call from his brother and his mom, and they told him that he was passed. And this is the brother that is healthy, the brother that exercises, the brother that takes care of mom, the brother that uh, he's the guy that, that holds it all together. And apparently there was something wrong with his heart and um, they just didn't get it fixed in time. And um, his mother found him, 60-something-year-old man, found him reaching for his clock as he expired and made his transition from this life. And I've thought about him a lot over the last few days as, you know, we want to comfort our neighbors, our friends. They're like family. And uh, it's hard when death comes suddenly because we always think we have time. And what COVID taught me and what the last year of my life taught me is that we don't have time. We're out of time. Every day we wake up, we're running out of time. And I'll be damned if I leave this life like this uh, without doing some things I really love, without loving again, truly loving somebody deeply and unabashedly and being loved in return the same way, but you gotta be willing to open your heart to that. And that's not easy after so much trauma, after so much scar tissue. We recoil, we retract, we dig in, and we just hide because it's safe there, but it really isn't. So never be silenced, never give up on yourself, and do the work now so that you get 
some of what you want out of this life before life is over. But as I think again about my friend's brother, I think um, one day it'll be me. One day it'll be you. It'll be our last day. We will wake up. One day will be our last day. Maybe we'll know it in that maybe it's a long-term illness and the doctors told you you've got a year left or maybe six months or maybe two weeks. And you have a chance to get your affairs in order and you have a chance to tell the people that you love that you love them and you have a chance to try to do something before you go. But that's not promised. You might not get a chance to write your will out. So get it done. You might not get a chance to to tell the people that you had some ought with how much you love them and that you forgive them or ask them for forgiveness. Um, We don't always get that. So I just wanted to tell you on this self-care Sunday. Uh, that I care and I want you to care and I want you to practice self-care and I want you to say what you need to say and I want you to to find people who treat you good and people who love you and people who appreciate you and people who say thank you and I want you to have the courage to outrun your family when it's toxic when you got a generational curse break it you break it you be the one you say enough you be the one who cares if Members hate on you. Let them hate. That's not on you. That's on them. And I had to learn that too. Uh, I don't have time to chase that down. You do what makes you happy. You feel good hating on me because I'm free, because I actually want to be a better human being. Yeah, that's not my cross to bear. That's yours. And I'm okay with it. So um, Prince Harry's doing a great thing. Follow the me you can't see hashtag. Read that book. What happened to you? It is changing my life, literally. I'm grateful for it. And I am blessed enough to know Miss Oprah and have shared a platform with her at the Maya Angelou stamp unveiling and get to talk to her, know her, and do some things uh, around her and near her. And she's awesome. And I'm grateful. And uh, I can't wait for everybody to read this book. I think it's going to help change some lives. I know it's changing mine writing it. And I look forward to you reading it next March. So thank you. Have an amazing self-care Sunday. God bless you and keep you until we meet again. Be the one you need. Mm